What's up? You're listening to Lifted on Air, a podcast dedicated to elevating hip-hop in Asia. For today's episode, we're lucky to have our August cover star, Al Rocco, whose cover marks our sixth month of existence here at Lifted. Al Rocco was raised in Hong Kong and Taipei, but he can authentically claim the third culture kid title as he's moved around a lot from London to Brooklyn to Shanghai. Some of you may even know him from Rap of China, or from his 2014 hit, Red Money, or from his single, Bruce Lee, which was released in 2018 with Jackson Wang. Rocco shared the stage with Jackson Wang, Chris Wu, Keith Ape, ASAP Mob, just a casually named drop, and he's currently out in Los Angeles prepping for the next album. So without further ado, this is Lifted On Air with Al Rocco. Hey yo, what's good, Lifted? Thanks for having me, you know what I mean? And thanks for uh, putting me on the uh, August cover, you know? Thank you so much for giving us some of your time today to do this podcast interview with us. First question I want to ask you is, if you were to introduce yourself in three words, what words would you choose? Mm, dang. I would say authentic. I would say, you know, real to the, to the heart and and love. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, actually. How did you choose the name Al Rocco? Damn, man. Like, so basically, um, uh, the man who raised me, you know, his name is Frank Rocco. So, you know, I took his last name and, you know, made it my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when, did, when did you name yourself Al Rocco? Damn, like, maybe... Hmm. 2012, I think. 2011. Nice. 2010, so been, actually. 2010, 2010, I remember. Yeah. It's been a solid yeah. 11 years of being all Rocco. At first, like, my friends, like, you know, when I was growing up, um, a lot of my friends made fun of me, you know. Uh, and, and, and they were like, yo, what up, Rocco? And I, I didn't really like it at first, you know what I mean? But, like, as I... uh. As I got older, I'm like, yo, man, like that's the man who uh, who took care of me and took care of my ma. So, you know, you gotta respect that. And, uh, that's love. You know what I mean? It's family. You're you're a third culture kid. You talked a little bit about growing up just now, but can you tell the audience a little bit more about your background in terms of where you were raised and how you moved around different places? Yeah, I grew up in Hong Kong. You know what I mean? Um, most of uh, my younger days and then um i moved to the uk um yeah was there for a while and then uh and then i moved to shanghai and uh was there for a while and now i'm in la so you know it's like going around the world and kind of experiencing all the good things, you know what I mean? And kind of embracing um, all the different cultures and all the all the different beliefs, world beliefs around the world and uh, kind of just embracing that, yeah. You've really, you've really been everywhere. Does one place feel most like home to you or are, do you feel comfortable in all those places? I feel comfortable everywhere. Um, I mean, the plane is my, the plane is my, my, you know, my, my travel unit. And, uh, you know, I feel like we got to experience the world, you know, 
to really under, understand the world and understand what's going on. Because I feel like there's a lot of different, um, different worlds in our world, you know, different worlds in our world and a lot of places. Like you feel like, okay, I'm here and this is what's going on and this is my world. But, you know, maybe in a different part of the world, it's like they don't even know what's going on over over here, over there. So it's kind of like you got to go around, even though, like, you know, the Internet has helped that. But uh, you really got to experience living in there, you know. Yeah. Living with the different types of people and different types of mindsets, you know. And it's just amazing, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 really cool. I mean, is there one place at least that feels the most home to you? Like because of your family or that has shaped you the most? I mean, when I was younger, like, yeah, there were times where, like, I'm in the UK. Because I, I didn't really want to go to the UK. You know, it wasn't really my choice. So, um, but it was my, my actions that made me have to do that. But, like, it's all good. And I had to embrace that and I had to learn how to be independent, even though it's hard, even though, you know, like, um, I'm from Hong Kong or whatever, right? <clears throat> and, um, but like, I, I learned how to push through. I learned how to like, you know, uh, adapt, you know, and kind of like, you gotta understand really, you gotta understand like the people around you and what's going on and, you got to take the good things. There's always good and bad things everywhere. You know what I mean? I feel like there's always pros and cons everywhere. There's no, like, perfect place in the world. You know, I've been, you know, trust me, I've been searching for that. You know what I mean? I've been searching for that, but there isn't. And the only perfect place, like, if there is, like, inside of you, you know what I mean? So you got to be comfortable with who you are and all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. just adapt to the environment. When did you move out to L.A.? I moved uh, right before COVID. You were in? I was in Shanghai. Yeah, and then um, I moved. <clears throat> do, you, do you miss Asia? <laughs> yeah, of course, you know what I mean? Like, of course. But um, I'm in a different kind of like, I'm in a different mindset right now, you know? Yeah, a different like, chapter of your life. Definitely. You know, I feel like... I need to do something that's bigger than me, you know what I mean? And I got to do something that's fulfilling, mm. you know, to my music. And, I mean, living and all that, it's all good. Making money, it's all good, you know. But what's what's bigger than that, you know? And and how how can I use my skills and my gifts, you know, to kind of, like, influence and make a little difference. Yeah, for sure. I think LA is like a really good place for that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean like, sh yeah, it transformed me. Like shit, I wake up 3 a.m. right now, you know? Wake <laughs> up 3 a.m. every day. I go running four miles in the morning. Damn. And then I do boxing, I do, you know, basketball. I do <clears throat> all that. That's why right now, 7 p.m., I'm a little, little tired, but it's all good, you know what I mean? Yeah. Appreciate you still doing this. Um, yeah. Speaking of differences between places, what's is the music scene really different in all the places that you've been? 
Oh yeah, two different worlds. You know what I mean? Like two different worlds. Like, like I said previously, um, you know, even though we have the internet and everything, it helps. But like, you know, me coming, you know, me coming over here is like, you know, even though I'm a third culture kid, like I thought I knew everything, but I actually don't know anything. You know what I mean? I had to relearn a lot of things. You know what I mean?、Um, and it's just like growing. Like I just feel like I'm growing like forever. Like, and that's the mission.、I'm、trying to put that back into the music, into the, into the culture, into the mission. You know, into the vision. And that's what's most important to me right now. Yeah,、like. growth, expansion. Did you did you always want to be a rapper or an artist? Growing up, ah <laughs>、uh, shit. Was there like a pivotal moment where you like, okay, this is what I want to do? I've been rapping since. Yeah, I've been rapping for a long time. Yeah. Like, damn. Like, since when? Long time. How I started. I just loved. I loved hip hop. You know what I mean? I still love hip hop.、Um, it's like it was an, a tool for me to express. You know, back then, I was like, I don't know, twelve when I first wrote my rap. You know, I did、uh, school performances and all that, and and I moved to like all the clubs in Hong Kong. I was like fifteen, sixteen, underage, and all that. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> how we do in Asia. You know what I mean? We start early. Okay,、um, works like that. Yeah, so that's where I got my experience, like on stage. I was like fifteen, sixteen, and then music. Yeah, I just love music. I just love music. Period. Like all types of music. You know, soul, blues, all that, hip hop. Rock, you know, punk, you know, back in the days, Blink 182, you know what I mean, like all that. So it was like, yeah, I loved it, and for me, like, I you know I never really went to school, and all I did was rap. You know, nobody really taught me how to record, so I self-taught myself how to mix, how to do all that, and I helped all my friends around me and shit, and just kept growing and. You know, it's never like、uh, it's like life. It's like never straight. Like it's never a straight line, like upwards. It's like it's always like up, down, left, right, turn, turn around. You know what I mean? Like so, there were times where I kind of like, yo, I don't want to do this shit. And there were times where like, yo, it came back to me like I just want to do this shit. And it's like, oh fuck. And then I just kept doing, kept doing, kept going. And I just realized like, yeah, it's like. It's like life, you know what I mean. It's like life, and the most important thing I've learned is to never quit. Like that's all I gotta fucking. That's all I gotta remember. Never quit, even if I'm tired, or even if I'm, you know, exhausted, or even if I'm feeling down or whatever. Like I just gotta go. I gotta go. Like no matter what, you know. In、yeah. your in your other lifted interview, you talked about the days back when you were making. Like a thousand renminbi a month, de- delivering、yeah. produce from farms from in Pudong to supermarkets in Pushi.、Yeah. How, how have you changed? Can you tell us a little bit about that time? Oh, was, oh shit! Like yeah, yo, those times were like, that was crazy. Like, I mean, because you know my colleagues, they were local, right? So、uh, like, <clears throat> they were very submissive to the boss, whatever, right? Uh, and and I didn't really like how the boss was handling things, honestly. And I didn't really, 
like I, like I was stand like we like like we would talk about it, you know what I mean? Like with the colleagues and everything, and it was such a great time. Like that bond, like like it was like me and two guys, and we were like be in the van, like one of those vans, right? Like the delivery vans, and we would drive like six in the morning from Pushi to Pudong, go to this farm, pick up like sixty racks of like tomatoes, put it back into the van, drive all the way back to Pushi. And then I put it back in the store, cut it all up, and it was just a great time. And like, you know, there were times where like it was hard. Like we were just angry. We were just making like shitty money. And there were times where like the boss was like being a dick, really, like being a dick. And I would just stand up and be like, "Yo, man, like that shit ain't right." <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't care. I mean, it didn't pay me well anyway. Shit, you know what I mean? So. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that was a that was a really good experience because it taught me like it taught me it taught me a lot about money um, and the relationship between me and how to hustle and what's the mindset to grind. You know, like money is yeah we all need money, but that's not the goal. You know what I mean? The goal is the grind, the journey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, in terms of mindset, I mean, I I feel like there must have been so much growth between that period and now. So, in terms of mindset and like outlook on life, I guess how how do how would you say that you've changed from that time to now? Yeah. So much has you know so much has changed and happened, and I mean I'm still that guy, you know. Um, I'm still you know I sometimes I wish I still have. That strength, you know, that strength is something. It was crazy. It was like 7 a.m. till like 9 p.m. Sometimes, like you know, seven days a week, like just grinding, you know, and then getting back home and just make, you know, writing a verse or two, you know what I mean? And then I go out partying, come back and do that again, you know. Um, but yeah, that 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 mindset and that taught me a lot, and I brought that mindset. To where I'm now, you know, it's the same, and and I I believe like if if anybody anybody any anybody with any dream like you want to be, you just have that mindset. You just push, push. You know what I mean? Push and just you gotta believe in yourself. I mean, you know, when I say that, it, it might it might sound easy, but it's not an easy thing sometimes. You know, and and that power is like. Only you got it, you know. Nobody can do that for you. So, yeah. what would you say then was the hardest thing you've had to push through, you know, like since being on Rap of China to where you are now in your career? I mean, at first, uh, yeah, definitely. There are always challenges. I mean, one big challenge for me is Chinese. You know, um, I couldn't when I got there. I couldn't really, I couldn't speak. I couldn't read. I couldn't write. You know. A lot of things. Sometimes you you try to plan it out, right? You're trying to plan out all these things, how it's gonna happen and the outcome. And sometimes it doesn't happen, you know. So in those times, like, what are you gonna do? You know, that's when that's when 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 you gotta really push. Like that's, and I feel like that will always happen to anybody and any time. 
Yeah. You know. At any stage at, of your life. At any stage. Like, at, in any kind of life. You know what I mean? Like, it's when I was younger, it's like, yo, when I'm like 20, you know, when I'm 22, 23, I'll be good. I'll be perfect. You know what I mean? Like, you know, all the perfect, perfect life, whatever, right? Nah, man, like, everybody goes through something. So, you know, everybody goes through something. So, the most important thing is like, when you go through that something, it's like, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna push? Or are you gonna crawl? Or, or like, you know, you're gonna, like not do anything, you know what I mean? You got two options and the only option is to push, you know what I mean? It's like when you work out, like when you run or when you do a sport and you're at that limit, you know? You're at that limit, like, yo, I just gotta take a rest. Or like, yo, I gotta fucking, I gotta chill a little bit. That's that limit, like, yo, I gotta keep pushing. I gotta keep pushing. In terms of pushing and sports, you said that every day you wake up now at four and you go running. Tell me what's a day in the life of Al Rocco like? Damn, COVID life right now, yo, COVID life. <laughs> so then I'll wake up at 3.45 a.m. How? When then, do you sleep? That is, that is wild to me. I cannot do that. Yo, I used to sleep at like 6, 7 a.m. You know what I mean? I used to be in the studio till like 6, 7 a.m. and get back home at like 9 a.m. and wake up at like just crazy hours, you know? So I completely flipped that during COVID. Like completely flipped that. And it's, it's really changed my life. Like it's changed my mind, it's changed my body. You know, it's changed my confidence and everything. I feel like Superman sometimes, you know? Like you should try it, just try it. Like you'd be tired as shit. Like, 3.45 a.m. And then you yeah, go running I'm, for how long? Yeah. I go running uh, like three miles, three, four miles, you know, um, and then I go to the gym um, twice and I do some boxing. Right now I'm kickboxing and nice. uh, a ball every day, every morning for like 30 minutes, uh, run for 30 minutes, gym for 30 minutes, and then afternoon and nighttime I'll, I'll, I'll hit the boxing, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then when do you when do you record or write or make time for music? So like in the afternoon, you know, in the morning. So after like working out, get back, I eat my breakfast, you know, oatmeal <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, eggs and all that. You know, gotta have eggs. And then, gotta uh, gotta get that protein. Gotta get that protein, you know, especially we Asian people, we skinny, you know, we gotta get that. So, yeah, and then I'll, I'll just like, I'll write and record like the whole day or, or I'll go, I have meetings and chill out on the weekend, and you know what I mean? Are you like the kind of person that writes best when it's 2 a.m.? I used to have a belief like, yo, I can only make music like after midnight, you know, like the magic hour or just like a time where like people are sleeping, you know. Um, but now I could really, I could write, I could just write anywhere, really. I should just do it, like, you know, like change my beliefs, all these little, sometimes, you know, I've been rapping for so long, I have these little systems in my head, like, like beliefs, like, it's just like, yo, why do you have that, you know? Like, why do you fucking have that? You don't need that. So. Yeah, it's just constriction at some point. 
I want to talk about your collaboration with Jackson Wang for the single Bruce Lee. Can you tell us how that came about and how was the process? How did you find it? <laughs> oh, man. Like, I was doing a show, like, in Shanghai for Budweiser, I believe. Yeah, Budweiser, way back. And then um, he was the main act, you know. Like, I was, like, the opening. And, uh, yeah, and then I think he, he saw my set. Even though when he left... When when he left the stage, like most of the audience left, you know what I mean, and like I went on after him, but like a good crowd stayed, and you know um, I killed that, and then he saw me perform, and you know he hit a he hit up my boy, and then yeah we linked up, and uh, he's from Hong Kong, I'm from Hong Kong, and um, I was like yo I got this song called Bruce Lee, you know what I mean, like I think it would be hot, you know, and then yeah, yeah, the rest is history, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. In in 2013, you linked up with, correct me if I'm saying his name wrong, Devin Feruzzi. Yeah. Um, and Fader One to make Red 8 Studios. Can you tell us a yeah. little bit more about the journey from Red 8 Studios to Red 8 Records in 2016 and what that relationship is like now in 2021? Man, like, yeah, when we started Red 8, like, yeah, it was it was a spot in Shanghai for uh just for just for rappers and singers to come together and just kinda collaborate, you know? And back then like I was trying to look for a um I was trying to look for a studio to kinda do that but I couldn't find any. So, you know, we made that a little little spot, you know what I mean? It's nothing too major. But we partied there and we recorded there and we just we turned it up, you know, and it was great. Like um, a lot of great songs that came out, a lot of um, relationships and experiences, a lot of shows. Like we would record, do a show at this club called Arkham back in the days. It's like this underground club, and uh, and then we'd go back to the studio and just keep recording, you know, and. Uh, so, so, and then when, when things kind of just kind of got more busy, then we kind of got more serious and, you know, kind of more selective with, with who we're working with and uh, who we want on the team and kind of kept pushing, kept uh, evolving, work, working with like New Era. And I think uh, back then we, we had some classes to teach like DJing and, you know, uh, helping like just young kids who love music and the culture to kind of give them that little tool, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, so now it's like you know, Fatal One. He's he, you know he's 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 doing that thing, you know what I mean? He's uh he's over there in Shanghai and and you got uh, Michelin and we got Tia Manson you know, on, 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 on the team. And, uh, yeah, we're just growing every day. And you're, you're still a part of Red 8 Records. Like, we're working together, you know what I mean? Um, we'll always be family, you know? Yeah. Sounds like a tight-knit community. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, we've been through, you know, ups and downs, a lot of challenges, a lot of great times as well. Um, like, and it's a it's a great learning curve for all of us, and uh, we just gotta keep moving and you know keep keep striving. Mm. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of the studio, I want to know what your writing process is like. Do you write in the booth? Do you write when you're running? Do you have like a favorite? Um, do, you, do you write over beats? Do you write before the beat comes? Yeah, I, I like to write over beats. Um, pick a beat or somebody send me a beat. I'm feeling it. I just write whatever comes to my head, the first line. And then I'll just repeat that, repeat that in my head and <clears throat> write it down. Uh, I normally do the hook first, you know, kind of get that hook, kind of like the main theme of the song, uh, you know, trying to find that topic. And then when I get the hook, I'll just go into the verse straight. Yeah. And, and then the hook, you know, I'll just copy and paste the hook and then the second verse. Um, yeah, and sometimes I would do two songs at a time. Like sometimes I'll write a song and I'm kind of stuck. I'll be like, yo, I got to keep this flow, so I got to move on, like do another song, another beat. I find another beat and I kind of find that rhythm. When I get stuck, I'll go back to the other song. How yeah. much do you think writing is um, inspiration and how much do you think writing is hard work? <laughs> uh, I mean, for me, I love writing, you know. I love, I love expressing my feelings into words, you know, especially now I started reading again. So that really helped me with my words, you know, maybe back in the days I couldn't, I wasn't reading as much. I wasn't reading at all. What are you reading? Right now I'm, I'm reading Rich Dad and Poor Dad. <laughs> I don't know. If you, yeah, it's, it's a really good book if you're into Money. <laughs> Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, yeah. Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good book. And a couple, see what else is good. Atomic Habits, that's a really good book. That one, that one helped me out. Like, yeah, it, it, you know, taught me a lot about habits and kind of like different times in your day and kind of just automatic, you know what I mean? Like the running and everything, that's all automatic for me now. Well, so. speaking of influences other than books, you mentioned that growing up, your influences musically were, you know, Wu-Tang, Dr. Dre, Snoop, Nas, Tupac, Biggie, some shady DMX. If you could only pick one, I know this is a really hard question, but if you could only pick one, um, the one you think that most shaped you, either musically or lyrically, oh, who would shit. you pick and why? I mean, Tupac, yeah, his words, like I said, his words. Like, he, it really changed me. When I moved to the UK, I, all I listened to was Tupac and songs like Dear Mama and Changes and Ain't Mad At You. Like, when I had a fight with my homies, like, those songs just really, it really built me, you know? I built my music because I kind of, I felt the poetry in those songs. Like, I know Tupac got those, like, gangster songs and everything, but I'm talking about the real, like, the real emotional songs, you know? that really like caught me and like I kind of want I was like before that I was kind of just rapping like whatever you know like just rapping like bitch snitch whatever you know it's whatever and then uh yeah his 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 words really caught me it didn't sound like it was a hard question to you, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah you it was super quick because I remember I really remember I just I was in a tough spot and I was like listening to Dear mama, because I miss my mama, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, shit, I was like 13 when I left. And, uh, yeah, and then changes as well. 
was a really good song. If you could yeah. collaborate with any artist, um, alive or dead, would it be Tupac? Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. No question. <laughs> All right, so the next question is a little bit more broad. What does hip-hop mean to Al Rocco? Hip-hop for me means finding my original self, you know, and it's a process. You know, that's, that's what it helped me, you know, in my life. Yeah, and it's powerful. It's definitely life-changing, you know. And um, I just want to give back what it's given to me. Great answer. <laughs> All right, so we're almost that was wrapping up. a hard up. one. Nah, it was easy. Yeah, it was, like, nah, yeah, it was easy. <laughs> we are looking forward to your first album and first solo tour in 20, 2022, right? Next year. Yeah, hope, hopefully, you know, I got to get put in this work and... Uh, Hopefully this COVID, you know, by next year will be done. Like, damn, tired. Do you think you could drop any hints about your album or solo tour? Is there anything we could look out for that's special? I got so much music just stacked up, you know, just so much, like, years of music. I can't believe this. Yeah, it's been a while, you know. Um, but definitely my new music is very very deep in words, um, you know, different from my previous music, but I still have those, you know, club bangers. And, you know, I got a couple new songs for the ladies, you know what I mean, that I really like. And, um, but I think one, one, of the, one of the biggest changes is uh, becoming more self-aware with myself and I translated that into my new music and those songs. I have a song called Faith that's out right now. I have a new song called Believe, and I have another song called No Limit. And these songs, I have another song called Sacrifice and Changes as well. And these songs are songs where, yeah, like, if it wasn't for COVID, I couldn't, I couldn't write these songs, honestly. So, you know, I just see it like that. Like, I just see it, I see that in that positive light and, and just keep going. Believing in God, because God is with us. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm excited for what's to come. Faith video was, faith video was cool. Thank you. Thank Did you. you keep pushing. That, you filmed that out in L.A.? Yeah, yeah. That one, we did it uh, during COVID. Uh, but it was cool. It was, it was, it was cool. But I can't wait for the new, new song. I have a, I have a new song coming out um, in October with uh, this... Uh, Xinjiang artist from LA in LA and he's a he's a great R&B singer he's you know he sounds like Justin Bieber and what's his name or is that a surprise his name is Sebi Sebi uh Sebi S-E-B-I but anyway I, I'm gonna we're gonna drop that in soon like I think around October November I like that song that song is uh for the ladies <laughs> so all right well yeah Today's podcast interview is a wrap. Thank you so much, Al Rocco, for taking the time after the long day, the 3 a.m., 3, 3.45 a.m. started day. Hey, that's, you know, that's why, that's why we got to push. You know, you find your limit and you push. <laughs> thank you for your wisdom today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, y'all, what's good, Lifted? Thank you for having me. You can check me out on Lifted On Air. Peace.
Tschüss.